Hi, and welcome to Parenting Today for Tomorrow podcast. My name is Josh Canaram. I'm one of the pastors here at Valleydale Church, and we are so excited that you've joined us on this journey through parenting. Our goal is simply this, to help you navigate the craziness that it is raising a child in this world. Our mission here at Valleydale is simple. We are generations helping our busy community know Christ and live for Him. And that's what we want to do. We want to help you raise a generation that knows Christ and lives for Him every day. Along the way, if you have any questions, we would love for you to send those on to parenting at valleydale.org. We would love as a staff or or, uh, as pastors to answer those questions. Also, in a future episode of the podcast, we'll be dealing with those big issues that you have in mind. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Hey, welcome back to Parenting Today for Tomorrow podcast. So my name is Josh Canaram. I'm your host, and uh, we are excited today. We're entering into the world of technology. Mm. So for our next two episodes, we're going to be talking about what is what is it that we're supposed to do with all of the technology that has filtered into our home, and how do we how do we parent through that, and particularly parent with wisdom? Right. And we're going to dig into that. Uh, technology is just one of those things that is is all around us, and we've got to be wise if we're going to use that. I'm joined here with, by Chuck McCammon. He is our children's pastor here at Valleydale, and uh, we shared some wisdom on boundaries this in the past episode, and we're going to talk about boundaries probably in the next episode when it comes to technology, but today we're just going to get a good overview and, and really just try to pursue this idea of awareness because the first step in parenting with wisdom on technology is awareness. And right. uh, so let me just ask you, how would you how would you estimate how many devices are in your home right now wow that's a good question probably a dozen yeah i would think that was a a low estimate some of them are dumber than others but right. there's a lot of right. there's a lot of devices in my home and uh, people seem to be on them a lot in my home. I don't know about in yours. Uh, they a have bit. a lot of uh, a lot of pull. They get, uh, get a lot of usage. Yeah, they do. In fact, I, I just there's a so Common Sense Media is a great resource mm-hmm. for parents who are trying to figure out good content. Sure. But they also do some studies. There's a new one that actually just came out very recently that uh, talks about how much time kids spend on screens. And I think it was something about if you are a preteen, it's about five hours a day. And a teenager is upward about seven hours a day. And that doesn't include homework time. So right. they're being used. It's present. It's in our homes. It's all over. Sometimes it's required for school. We had sure. to buy a Chromebook for classes because that's what we had to do. Well, that's when my kids got phones because they kept having to pull them out in school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's just uh, it's a necessary part of life. So there's a couple things I think are really helpful for us to establish, though. Uh, and when we begin to deal with, co- with, with technology, we can't, we can't approach it with fear. No, because it doesn't matter if we do or not; it's still there. But but also, it, it's unavoidable. You know, technology to me is is unavoidable. I think a lot of parents are so nervous when it comes to technology because all they hear about, and and, and to their credit, it's a lot of what we hear about is how the technology can be used for evil. Right. You know, I I make jokes about certain apps that are for evil, and kind of believe it sometimes with our students. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that as parents we tend to skew towards the negative side of technology and we think, Oh, this is ruining my children or it's killing their attention span or it's, there's providing them opportunities to see things they shouldn't see. But we, we can't operate out of fear because it's unavoidable. Also, I, we talked earlier, it is, it is neutral. Technology right. is a neutral thing. In fact, technology has always been around, you know, and we've always had to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. When, 
when cars became a thing and teenagers started driving, sure. parents had to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, and here we are. Now we're trying to figure out a whole new well, level. Behind us is a campfire. Yeah. At, at one point, that was a new technology. That's right. And parents had to teach their kids and they taught how not how to, to burn themselves in the fire. And how to burn the perfect marshmallow, not to burn it, but right. to brown it. That's exactly. something we're still working on exactly. in my home. Uh, we're almost there. I <laughs> uh, had a bonfire last week with the students. Uh, just a lot of fun. But as it week. goes back to boundaries, and we're going to talk about that yeah. next, and part of teaching your kids boundaries relates to tech as well. How do I navigate tech in a safe and healthy way? That's exactly right. And so that's what we're trying to do yeah. rather than be fear-based. And that's the thing. It is manageable. Like right. I do believe that technology is manageable, but you do have to create those boundaries, and we're right. going to dig into that. And if you limit it based on fear, guess what? Their friends have it. Oh, man. Yeah. And so they're going to be with their friends apart from your watchful eye. And so they're going to be on that tech regardless. That's so right. they need to know how to navigate it when you're not around. And I, and I think that is the key thing. If we could take away anything, it mm-hmm. is how do we help our children, not how the parents navigate. Right. How do we inform our children in navigating the technology? Because like you said, you can put all the boundaries up in the world. They're still going to encounter it. They will find it's it. It's going to be on the bus. It's going to be in the classroom. It's going to be... At the overnight retreat, it's going to yeah. be anywhere you go. It's going to be out there, and you just have to to know what to do with it when Absolutely. when the time comes. The, the other thing we can't use though is ignorance, and and this is something I'm I'm always kind of shocked by. Hmm. In that same study I was talking about, it it said that only 25 percent of parents monitor what their kids do online as teenagers. That is kind of wild to me. Now I don't mean monitor like stand over them while they're using <laughs> their phone, but they don't even monitor their their usage time, the apps they have, the content right. filters they have. They they don't twenty five only twenty five percent of parents actually are invested in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a scary thing because there are some things out there that are not very wise to use. Your kids don't always know what is appropriate and what's not. Uh, sure. it, it's just one of those things you got to be invested in. Well, when you and I grew up, your parents knew everybody you knew. That's right for a large degree. And so they were able to monitor relationships and connections and who, who our friends were and who, who was influencing us. Mm-hmm. This, it just expands our, our world. It yeah. expands who's influencing us. It, and, and unfortunately, for the most part, if they're, if they're in social media, it's, it's hidden. And so we have to do the digging. Yeah, that's, again, part of that awareness. I, I did learn that the typical student has uh, five fake accounts that the parents probably don't know about. Right. That, that, that's just your typical average online online student. Not they're doing anything wrong with those things, but that they have them. And that's good awareness. I, I do think that technology, I mean, we can't be ignorant partly because we, I know we just talked about not being fearful of it, but we do need to be responsible with it. And because it can be dangerous, it can open up pathway, pathways for kids to see things they shouldn't see at that age, uh, conversations with people they shouldn't be having conversations with. Right. So it can be dangerous. It also, it also has to be limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the expectation that your child would know where the limits are is, is a crazy expectation. No. Uh, your, your child doesn't know. And advertising and just the whole popular image of things is, is basically online all the time. Like you're succeeding in life if you are always on these apps, if you're always active on these social media sites, if you're always doing that. And that's for older kids. But, sure. but even younger kids, if you, if you give a child a tablet full of shows and things to do and expect them to figure out when they need to stop, it's just not going to happen. Right. And, and when their peers are talking about the things that they're seeing and experiencing and watching, they want to watch it too. Oh, and absolutely. their peers 
may not have the same supervision or same standards as you. Yeah, and that's right. Well, and that that's a huge part of, of all boundaries and all parenting, but particularly when it comes to technology, sure. because not everybody shares your values. Right. And I think we know that, but it has implications for parenting. Sure. Because when you when you send someone over to uh, someone else's house, they they may not share your your sensibilities. Uh, and sometimes people that you think do, yeah, don't. No, you, you cannot know, yeah, yeah. It, it, unless you ask, and, and that might be an awkward conversation. And maybe you should assume they don't until yes. you learn that they do. And that's a great point, yeah. I, I can say that I used when I was a kid, I knew which movies to tell my friend to rent so I could watch them at his house because I was never going to get to watch them at right. my house. And, uh, you know, it, it worked out most of the time. Every now and then I mentioned seeing it, and that was a real problem. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that that's exactly right. Is And, again, it goes – we're navigating, we're helping our children navigate, mm-hmm. we're navigating these things, and, and it's a process. It's, it's not something that's, sure. that's as easy as we, we think it is. Uh, I'd like to t- I like to talk to parents about wisdom with technology. I think wisdom is an important word when it comes to technology. And the, the first thing about wisdom is just knowledge. And we talked about awareness. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the big things about awareness is that we do need to know what our kids are using. So really practically, we need to know how much time they're on these devices. The same way you need to know how much time they're outside, how much time they're eating, you sure. know, how much time they're sleeping. If you know those things, we're not really to the point where we monitor that very well. Uh, and so we need to know like, not only what they're doing and how, the, how much they're doing, but, but how they're being influenced by it. Right. Um, there are times when I, I know that my children are being negatively influenced, not, not in, a, in a sinful way, but in a frustration way when they're playing games against their friends and are getting frustrated and then suddenly they're in a bad mood. Right. And I'm, and I just remind them that that's an, that is an optional exercise. You, you do not need to do that. You're just making yourself frustrated. Well, and you know, some of the peer interaction that isn't always positive, you know, used to be able to, it was left at school at the end of the day. That's right. And you come home and it's a safe place and, and life Mm -hmm. goes on. Um, but now those friends are, are ever present. Oh, it, it doesn't stop. It never stops. And so there's got to be a time to kind of put that away. That's right. And, and get away from that influence. Yeah. And just and to understand the effects it's having. And that takes mm-hmm. some investment and awareness for sure. Sure it does. Um, you have to ask those questions. Uh, again, how often they're using it, what devices they have. Uh, I had a conversation a couple of years ago with a, a parent who said, hey, I, my child doesn't have uh, an iPhone. They have an iPod Touch so that they're safe. And I <laughs> hated to break it to them, but those are... They're Wi-Fi enabled with browsers and everything. I mean, they're basically a phone if you have Wi-Fi, and they had right. no idea, and uh, had to have some really big conversations with their child about usage and all of those things. Sure. So, what devices are out there? Uh, and then, you know, for for the parents who have older kids, uh, the social media impact I think is an incredibly interesting thing. There are so many studies on how social media for for younger kids, especially middle school age kids how it, it is really hard for them to navigate this. It, it, it is creating an environment in a world that can be kind of tricky for them to understand that they love the immediate feedback. They love knowing that people like the things they like, but they're also often crushed by knowing that they're not part of things. That, sure. you know, I have a lot of our students that they get pretty upset because they see a picture of every friend they have at a party, but they didn't they weren't invited. And now, you know, normally they would never have known, maybe until they went back to school. Now all weekend they know they have to deal with it, no conversations to have, and it's just really hard. But studies continue to show that mm-hmm. especially younger kids uh, who, ha- who get it, maybe even before they're supposed to have it, uh, actually have some, some mental health issues because they feel you know, a little less worthy. They have a lot more insecurities. And sure. 
and you know, as a student pastor, we try to really think through that and what is the impact that this media is having on them. Well, another impact it's having is you know, shortened attention spans. Sure. When you want your child to be able to focus in school or focus on a Sunday in church or any other time, they, they've got to devote some time and energy and thought. Yeah. And focus to one thing, you know, everything in social media is bite-sized and, and fast, right. and it, it, it does have an impact. That's right. And it and it and it's, uh, you know, even adults, we, we love it. We have mm-hmm. great interaction. And, and so it's, there's some there's some positive things. And that's one of the things I, I really struggle. Every time I talk to parents about technology, I feel like I'm making everybody sad. <laughs> like, it is so depressing. Everybody Sorry. leaves my little seminars, uh, and they, they just seem defeated. And mm-hmm. I hate that. But sometimes it, that is how we respond to realities. And sometimes reality is a little darker than we wanted to believe. And our kids are being forced to face a world that simply exposes them to things at a much earlier age than they've ever been exposed Correct. before. Uh, and so I don't want people to be sad. And I, I definitely already said I don't want them to be scared. There are some really positive parts of technology, too. I, I love that we have resources out there. When I have to do homework with my children, I just go straight to, to YouTube and I figure out math problems and mm-hmm. I figure out all this stuff. And when I when I give them resources, we're learning piano with apps. You know, so there's some really positive things. So with sure. knowledge, we also need to understand that we need to be knowledgeable about the positive sides Correct. and the good things that technology can bring. The, the informational shows that are out there, you know, the, the things that even our youngest kids can already start learning. We we, we watched a show uh, called High Five which is very hard to find. I think you have to find the DVDs or some mm-hmm. weird online thing, but it was, it was really fundamental to our kids learning how to read and how to, mm-hmm. how to memorize things and learn. They still know a lot of the planets and things because of the show. So technology is not all bad and there's yeah. some great things, but we have to know where to find and it. And it's like any other area of your kid's life. You know, when my oldest was coming up, he, he was interested in karate. Yeah. I never had an interest in karate, but all of a sudden, because I have a, a child who does mm-hmm. now I am. Yeah. And so I began to learn a little bit more about karate, be invested in karate. Yeah, wasn't my interest, but it was interesting to him, and I needed to be interested as well. Yeah, same principle with the technology. I, mm-hmm. I need to know and be interested in what my kids are interested in in, in that aspect. Point. Yeah, listen, there there is no excuse. Like we did not. I, so I didn't grow up with it. I got my first computer when I went to college. I didn't grow up in the internet age. We sure. had internet. We had internet enough to go. I would click on a website, go downstairs, make a snack, get a drink, come back up, and it was almost loaded. Like <laughs> that was how fast the internet worked in my house. Right. And now I, I didn't grow up in it, but listen, that's no excuse. I've got to know. Like we, right. we really, as parents, need to be technology experts, and we have to work at that because we we have to know what what's going on in the lives of our kids and the tools they're using, and and sometimes that can be really intimidating, but it, but it's just important because. Sure. We, we're allowing our kids to journey into areas that, that are unknown in a lot of ways. And they don't know how to handle it. And if we don't know what they're doing, we're not going to be able to guide them and right. walk with them. And so we've got to kind of take that plunge. And just because you're not techie or because you don't understand technology, at this point, it's really not an option. Like right. you're, As a parent, you have signed on to become a technology expert because that's the reality that we live in. Right. It's a technological world. And so I think that can be really helpful. Well, and the less savvy tech person can do what you've done with math, yeah. go on YouTube. Yeah. And Nobody would world. ever claim that I am savvy with math. That is for sure. <laughs> but um, you can learn all about things. But you can, yeah, I, I you can fi- figure it out really fast. And, uh, and, and that's a great point. Like just say, 
hey, child of mine, <laughs> how do I get on YouTube? <laughs> Where is the search bar? Right. Uh, let's just start. How, let's learn about technology. Right. And you can do it from other parents. Uh, th- there, there are a lot of resources you can learn sure. about these things. But again, knowledge is that first step. Knowledge is, is the first key. You have to understand if, if you're not trying to learn of these things, if you're not trying to stay on top of it, then uh, you are you're going to fall behind and your child, again, is just kind of wandering into a land by themselves. We would never let them do that in real life. But for some reason, we're still not sold that it's necessary in the digital life. And it 100 sure. percent truly is. Absolutely is. A couple of resources I would recommend for that. Uh, Common Sense Media is mm-hmm. a great website. We just talked about that earlier. Uh, that can give you some really good understanding of things. Uh, a couple other resources that, that I like to recommend. Uh, there, there are some. Uh, focus on the family resources. You can go there and find some reviews for content because mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten into content and how to understand discernment on what kids are watching. Sure. That's a whole nother thing of technology because not all of that shares our values. You'll be right. shocked to learn that uh, <laughs> some media is not uh, Christian values. Uh, but uh, those kind of websites. Taylor Swift's not Christian. Is what not all the time. <laughs> you know, some of those things don't maybe lead you to, yeah. uh, to the values that you're trying to create in your child. Yeah. So you just got to be careful with that. Uh, but, but again, uh, pursue those resources. Find those resources. You can find some of those resources even here posted with the, with the podcast, and we'll be sure to do that. Uh, but this has been a fantastic conversation. We're going to continue the conversation in the next episode as we talk a little bit about more of the practicalities of setting those technological boundaries. And, and this is the scary part of modeling those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the worst because I realize I am the chief of sinners a lot of times when it comes to technology and boundaries, but we're going to do it. And uh, so that's going to be in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have some questions, this, this is a topic that always has a ton of questions. Yes. Uh, if you have some questions on this, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at parenting at valleydale.org and we will respond to those in a later episode where we're going to cover questions that have, have kind of covered the entire uh, series of this podcast so that we might be able to communicate the dialogue a little bit better with you. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you found this podcast encouraging and helpful as you raise your child. If you have any questions, send those on to parenting at valleydale.org. We'll see you next time.